0: Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty. Artofmoneyradio.com for more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, it was this weekend back in 1973. President Jimmy Carter admitted he had seen a UFO a few years earlier. So I started getting down a wormhole of Americans and what we believe in UFOs. Forty percent of Americans believe in aliens. Eleven percent believe they have seen one. However, Art McPherson, only 38 percent of adults have a financial advisor. So we believe in aliens more than we believe in financial advisors. That's terrifying. Have you seen the government lately? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, mean, I guess it makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it just shows you, I think a lot of people don't feel like they can afford an advisor or that they have enough money to talk to an advisor or something along those lines where people haven't put it as a priority and it needs to be because their retirement is going to be a big deal one of these days. Some people think, well, I'll just work my whole life. Physically, you can't always just work your whole life, you know, you might have medical issues, things like that. So even if you want to, uh, doesn't mean you will. And sometimes you don't have the aptitude to work your whole life, you either physically wear out or you mentally can wear out and your position is not available because we all slow down as we age out so you just have to remember that so there has to be some money that you put aside and that's all you're basically doing is is not living on every dollar you make today Mm -hmm. you're basically putting money aside for the future so that that money can grow and compound for you while you're waiting and get the magic of compounding so that for every hundred dollars you set aside in your 30s you should be able to take five or six hundred dollars out a month when you're retired so it's really a smart thing to do and any time you save money, and you know how it works, Mark, it always seems like there's something there to grab it, right? So you save money, you're going on a big trip, and what always happens? You have to get new a new tire for the car, mm-hmm. or you have a transmission goes out. Why? I don't know the, why that always happens, but it's just the way it is. So having that extra money, having those extra resources for retirement, for retirement planning, for trips, travel, maybe you've got a great trip planned and all of a sudden we've got to use some of that money for some healthcare costs but you've got if you've got it set aside then you always have it what you will not be able to do in retirement is not save anything and just be able to live off Social Security. That's not going to be a good retirement.
0: And I think, Art McPherson, something that you do as well that we don't think about. You said earlier that, hey, I'm just going to save my money and I'll retire off that. Well, you build those plans that have those extra buckets. So the emergency bucket, the travel bucket, the, you know, I call it the degenerate fund where I like to go to a casino fund. This is not something that I'm going to do on my own. So that's why we say 38% of Americans get it right when they call a financial advisor. And you can be part of that 38%. When you call 772- 281-5223 281-5223 that initial consultation no cost no obligation to you to sit down with art mcpherson Lou mccarty they're going to customize a plan for you and that also includes building that estate plan cnbc published a story about the financial challenge of a woman who lost her husband to covid she said we planned for life but we didn't plan for death
2: now art luke is not
0: really a cheery topic but when you have this conversation with clients how does that go
2: most of the time clients don't have things set up. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that do, oftentimes there's a couple holes in it. So in the state of Florida, you definitely want to avoid probate. And you know, the conversations around that just, you know, just like she said, we planned for life, but we didn't plan for death. Well, it's going to happen. You need to talk about it even if you don't want to. You know, I recently sat down with with some clients and we were planning and we pre-planned this for him, you know, to have his wife there with us. And we planned for his death in different scenarios within our software, and made her sit there and think about it. That sounds horrible, but she, you know, she sat there and thought about, okay, what if he dies next year? Huh. What if he dies in fifteen years or twenty? Or then, you know, the normal life expectancy thirty years. And it was with if we did this and this and this and kind of plan it out, so she could make decisions on whether it made sense or not for him to get life insurance or for him to get long term care insurance things like that. So even if you don't want to talk about it, it's definitely something we do every day. And I think it needs to be talked about. And if you do it right, you don't have to talk about it that often. Right. You know, just do it once, and if things change, you can always change your plan, but it doesn't, it's not a recurring event typically.
0: 772 281 To begin the conversation with Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, we continue to hear the gloom and the doom about what's ahead for our money. Economist Steve Hankey tells CNBC he believes that we are in store for a whopper of a recession because the Fed, well, the Fed chair doesn't understand exactly what causes inflation. He
1: has failed to tell us that inflation has always caused. Caused by excess growth in the money supply, turning the printing presses on, which we had, remember, starting with COVID in February of 2020. And that is why we are having inflation now. And that's why, by the way, we will continue to have inflation through 2023
0: going into probably 2024. Are these the types of conversations you're having with your clients right now about the economy?
1: a little bit less technical than that but you know his i think the frustration in his voice is the fed can stimulate the economy and slow the economy down by raising rates so they're they're claiming you know from the fed standpoint that they've got to slow this economy down to check inflation. What he's just saying in that statement is the reason we have inflation is because of excess government spending that went on. There's nothing you can do to curb that because it's already been booked in because of the spending other than the government not spending like that in the future. So he's saying all of this interest rate rises that they're doing right now is not going to help because of inflation's already been there and will continue to be there. So it's kind of like a moot exercise. All they're doing is slowing the economy down which then can cause other problems. So that's why you can
2: hear the frustration in his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and part of what the you know, the statistics the, the Fed is looking at are kind of in the rear view mirror. And this is why every time the Fed raises interest rates, if you look at on a chart or a map, it's stair steps on the way up you know, as, as they raise interest rates and then an elevator down because they do it too much for too long. Now, I think the Fed is definitely behind the curve. They should have done this a long time ago. But our expectations are they're going to you know raise rates to about four percent by the end of the year. You know there's going to be a, a three quarters of a percent this month coming up, and then they're going to slow down a bit and hopefully wait and be more data dependent and not have. I don't know if, if Powell has a cocktail or not before his speeches but he was he was very confident and very stern in Jackson Hole when he was talking about losing your jobs he didn't seem to care so <laughs> that's been the recent downturn in this market so we'll we'll see what actually happens but the Fed needs to just be more data dependent and worry about the job markets more than they say they're going to
0: all this conversation about a possible recession is exhausting because i feel like we've been talking about it for six eight months now and now you hear some of these economists saying well it's not coming until 2023 maybe 2024 why is there so much uncertainty about the technical definition of a
2: recession and if we're in one and if one's coming or not So the technical definition should have never changed. I think what's difficult now is we can be in a recession from GDP, but, you know, the American family doesn't feel it, per se. Mm -hmm. But usually when everybody's thinking one thing, the market does something different. Right. If it were so easy to predict a recession, we wouldn't have them or we'd have them. But everything would go to zero and then we'd buy back up. Right. It's not that easy. So there's a lot of people predicting a recession because historically the Fed causes recessions by raising interest rates too fast and for too long. But every time can be different. And we've had, I'd say an anomaly or, you know, weird times in the market ever since COVID. So we don't, we don't know what the Fed's going to do. You can't predict the recession, but you can see it coming sometimes. We don't necessarily see it yet other than a slowing growth rate.
0: Yeah.
1: We have some clients that have been calling in. I've had a couple examples this last week where they're Their companies are starting to lay off big groups of people. You know, that's usually an indicator that things are starting to slow down substantially where the employers are being proactive and they're cutting back on their most expensive item typically, which is labor. Mm -hmm. So um, we are starting to see that. So these are kind of like shots across the bow that even though the economy hasn't really slowed that much yet, the data is beginning to suggest to these companies that things are slowing down. They're seeing their numbers and they're seeing their data and their data says that they're slowing down.
0: 772 281 5223 The importance of having that plan because the economy is up and down. And can your portfolio withstand this volatile market? Well, the best way to find out is to have the plan and most importantly, have the conversation with Art McPherson, Luke McCarty, and the team at the McPherson Financial Group. An option could be that 6040 portfolio, which is a mix of sixty percent stocks, forty percent bonds. It's been a very popular strategy for long-term investors, but Bank of America research shows that the sixty-forty mix is on pace for the worst year since the 1930s, while J.P. Morgan says that it will prevail over time. So, our McPherson, Luke McCarty, what do you think, especially with those nearing retirements, the ones that may not have that much time? Well, it's been a very
1: unusual year. We talked a little bit about this last week. Um, we may have the absolute worst market in history for bonds. So when you have a 60-40 blend, that's typically 40% equity, 60% bonds, and bonds are going to do the worst they've ever done in the history of the, the bond market, it doesn't bode well for a 60-40 asset allocation mix. So it has made all the target ref- retirement funds that are very common in a lot of the 401k platforms and plans way underperformed, and typically they are very non-aggressive. You know, They just do kind of a asset allocation blend of the equities and securities in the 401k, uh, and then they blend them up into a mix so people don't have to worry about it. It's done for them. But those typically might be down 2 or 3% kind of year-to-date numbers, and they're down 14%, 12 15%. And it's just been one of those years where the market has been really tough on safe money or what we typically call safe money. So if you look at the data through this week, you know, you have a, a stock market, the S&P, which is typically five six times riskier than bonds is down about 15 percent year to date where the bond market is down about 12 percent year to date so when you have one part of the market down 15 the other part that's supposed to be your safe money also down 12 it's
2: not going to bode for a good year mark Mm -hmm. yeah not at all so this is going to give it's going to give a little bit different history for textbooks you know when you think of like the modern portfolio theory and you think of you know how to how to measure risk within a portfolio We've never really seen this in the bond market but yet the economy still seems to be going good right if you go out to dinner there's, if you get a reservation things like that so it doesn't feel as bad as the bond market's telling us it is so that could be one of two things that could be either the bond market is smarter than everybody else and smarter than the stock market or the bond market has this wrong and we may see a big rally in the, in bonds themselves and that could potentially happen as early as next year because when the Fed lowers rates, lowers interest rates, the bond market is positive. And that's essentially what's been happening since 1980. Right, Rates have been dropping for the last 40 years until now. So bonds have been negative the last two years. So that 40% of your portfolio hasn't done very much for you recently. Is the 60-40 mix?
0: Would that be best for you? We'll give the team a call to find out. 772-281-5223. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com.